The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game here on a Tuesday. Matt Brown in for Gil. Get well soon, my friend. Kelly Bidlin here on the desk. Talking some player props here for the big game. Went through the position, went, went through the quarterback position. You and I, not a ton in there. Like I said, I'm leaning towards an under on the Mahomes interceptions. Maybe if we tick up on the Purdy attempts, that could be something that I would look at. But we get into these rushing props, and you and I both do have something going on here in the rushing prop side of things. So let's let's not start with Pacheco. We both have Pacheco. We'll start with McCaffrey. McCaffrey played in 18 games, 91 and a half average of his uh, on the season with a median, Kelly, with a median of 94. So his median actually higher than his average over the course of the season. Hmm. A low of 43, and that was in 11 attempts versus Cleveland. He did have a he did have a game where he only had 45 yards as well. That was a, a loss to the Vikings in that little three-game stretch in which they were not playing very well. He had a high of 152 in a game. That was the first game of the season. That was 22 carries against the Steelers. But if you kind of go in and look at his game log, and, you know, it's not all about game logs, but, man, you start to you start to get there, and it's like, yeah, there was the 43 and the 45 and a 51 and a 54. But then you get 78, 85, 90, 93, 95, 98, 103, 106, 114, 115, 116, 142, and 152. 145 and 152. He was pretty much good for 75 plus for the vast majority of the season and if you look if there is a weakness in this Chiefs defense if there is a likelihood of how the 49ers are at least going to attempt to attack them early it would not be going at these outside corners that have been so incredibly good all year it's at least they're at least going to test if McCaffrey can get it done that said I think I'm waiting to play McCaffrey unders oh because if I I, it, it, I think it, at some point this is going to get pushed up so high that despite the fact that he has has done what he's done all year long, I have a lot of faith in Spags on the Me defensive too. on the defensive side for the Chiefs, and I would almost I would almost dare Purdy to throw to the outside. I would say, you know what, I'll leave, I'm going to leave these dudes in one on one coverage and. I'm going to make sure that Christian McCaffrey isn't the dude that just completely beats us down. Is he going to do that? I have no idea. This is all speculation. But it, it, for me, that's kind of how my thought process is going, which is why I'm waiting to see just how high this McCaffrey rushing total gets. And I'm probably going to come in on the under so long as it gets to a number that I that I think it could possibly get to, which I think it get to the mid 90s, considering how popular he is and wow, how much people yeah. and how much people don't want to. How much people don't want, I mean, you know, we're already at 90 and a half. This thing was, it was at 88 and a half. So we've seen two right. yards tick up already and the casual betters haven't even come in yet. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't think I, I was going to have any interest in this, but if it does, I mean, if it ticks up into that range and you just know you're getting seven, eight yards of value from where it opened at and I'm on the chief side already, then yeah, yeah it, it, I might be forced to make a play there. It, it's, I mean, look, if you are a 49ers backer, I completely understand. If you're telling me that if you feel like it's too square of a play or something like that to be playing over on Christian McCaffrey, rushing yards, rushing plus receiving attempts, uh, even it's not. I, I just think it's more it, it's more, uh, you know, side correlated. Right. Like we're talking about what side are you on? I think if you are on the Niners, there is going to be still 
some success there probably. So I, I don't think, you know, if you're leaning that way, don't think you're crazy, but yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I think it's a stay away for me right now. But if that goes up to a number, yeah, if we're seeing, I mean, high 90s, 96 and a half, I'll be forced to come in on it. Yeah, I think if you want to play McCaffrey, another way you could look about it, and again, it's not in my account, so it's just a forewarning in my account, but this is something I think you could look at. Longest rush, and, and mm. like it's set, it's set at 17 and a half right now. He played in 18 games. He got over that 11 different times, and if we believe that they're going to sell out to stop the run, it's probably also going to create a lane or two here and there somewhere along the way in which he's able to exploit and get there. I mean, if you look at his longs over the course of the season, again, his, his long rush set at 17 and a half, 65, 51, 18, 27, 19, 27, 72, 26, 39, 39, and 25. He had two different games where his long rush was 16. So he's only a yard and a half off of where the line is sitting right now. I'm almost more tempted to go that direction with him and say, like, you know, maybe they bottle him up overall, but they're not going to keep him from getting kind of that one yard, that yeah. one thing where he breaks it open and finds kind of that crease, which it seems like he does almost every single game. Yeah, and, and, and you know, for, I'm not going to be playing, but if I was going to be betting anything McCaffrey overwise, like you're talking about, it would be rushing plus receiving. It's just. I do, I do know that Shanahan's going to do everything he can to work McCaffrey into this game plan. I'm thinking like you. I'm hoping that the Chiefs are going to come out and make them beat them on the outside. But, you know, that's it's easier said than done, obviously. And we know this is the type of player uh, that, that he is going to look to get involved one way or the other, whether it's running the ball or working him in the passing game. So Isaiah Pacheco, and this is a bet that – do you? I, I, I don't care. It's, it's a Super Bowl. There's only two guys to bet on. I was, but I, I mean, it, it, I know we get kind of creeped out when everyone in the world is on mm-hmm. a bet that we're on. Less so in the Super Bowl, like I said. I mean, it's it, there's only two running. There's only two guys running the ball basically. So there are two bell cows. This is not one of these teams that splits or anything like the Lions. So we're we know it's going to be 98 percent of the carries Pacheco, 98 percent of the carries with McCaffrey. But I have not talked to a single person who's on an under for Pacheco yet, Me Kelly. Either. Everybody yeah, is on an over. Um, so I also over 65 and a half. I guess I should feel good that it's ticked up to where it has now. Um, I think we're sitting over at DraftKings. Yeah, I thought it moved up from this. Yeah, I think if we sit over at, I think it's 67 at DraftKings, yeah, it is. Oh, it's come back down. Wow. It hit an under. Okay, yeah, it was a 67 and a half yesterday. Someone did hit it under that. Yeah, so there we go. Someone <laughs> did play this thing under. So there were, it, it was at 60 it was at 67 and a half yesterday. So it had gone up 2 yards, but now it's back to the the opener at 65 and a half on Pacheco. But this plays into our handicap and I can understand if someone wants to go in a different direction of this because they think that this handicap isn't valid and this isn't going to play out right but I mean if you look Pacheco averaged 69.9 yards over the course of the season his median was 66 so it wasn't like some crazy outlier game blew up the average I mean 66 yards was his median yardage over the course of the year that being said he had a 23 low but that was an eight carry game in the first game of the year he had a 26 yard game which was that weird 11 carry weird loss to the Raiders which everyone's pointing at where they turned their season around he had 130 yards against the Bengals on 18 carries. And if you kind of go in and you look across the course of the season, they started to just trust him more. McKinnon gets hurt. I know McKinnon might might come back for this game, but I, I am 
less than worried about McKinnon siphoning off carries, siphoning off carries. Yeah, from yeah, the only thing I'd be concerned about is what game. Drew brought up is the passing game situ- yeah. situation where, where I do think there's a, I, I think there's an under the radar thing with McKinnon not being that. No, I feel like nobody's talking about that with him and I'm not run into bad props because I'm not fully know what his health status is. We get in this two week period of the Super Bowl and if it gets a little murky, uh, you know, with some of the injury reporting, you you probably heard a bunch of reports of all these guys missing practices last week. Yeah. Well, they got two weeks to practice, so makes sense to let guys get a little bit of rest time. But yeah, as far as running the ball, I'm not worried about that. It would be only in the passing game that I'd be more worried about that. Yeah, and if you look, the 49ers defense, a 51% success rate against on rushes to the outside of the tackles this season. That was the third worst mark in the league. The most successful package and most successful run that the Chiefs did all season long was on runs outside of the tackle yep. with Pacheco. I imagine they will lean on that a little bit more, seeing the weakness that the 49ers have and all that. Chase Young cannot defend the run at all. Not I mean, all. He, he's, he is absolutely terrible at defending the run. So for me, I also played Pacheco leading rusher in the game. And this also plays into my handicap in the game, which is... I'm on the Chiefs. If the Chiefs are ahead, I think that his he's sitting, you know, 16 and a half carries right now as the over under. I think that 16, 16 and a half carries becomes 18, 19, 20 carries. And if they're leading and the 49ers do at some point in the fourth quarter have to get away from the run and go to throw in the ball. Well, obviously, that's going to take away some of McCaffrey's carries. The other thing that I that I can't get away from here, Kelly, and the reason that I played this Pacheco leading rusher in the game. We know at least twice that Debo's going to take two carries away mm-hmm. from McCaffrey. It's the Super Bowl. Could it be five carries for Debo? Like, if, well, if you know what I'm saying? Like, there's even a name listed on here that that I did that I that I bet it's not even on our graphic, and that would be Kyle Uzcheck for just over a half a rush, right? Yeah. It's but it's to your point. It it is you're talking about no one's threatening Pacheco for carries, but there exactly. are guys yes. that are that are threatening McCaffrey yeah. for carries. And you're gonna have a Super Bowl game plan that yes, all those plays that you've been sitting on for the whole year, they little trick plays or little special ones that you've dialed up, and we I, I bring up Uzcheck just because. We've seen this with him before in Super Bowls, in playoffs, where there's well, a couple plays designed for him around the goal line or something like that. And it, yes, there's nobody on the Kansas City side that you're really worried about doing that. I mean, it would be, it's it's only going to be if Pacheco needs a breather, right? He's going off to the side of the field. That's when you're seeing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's when you're going to see maybe McKinnon in there. Uh, but it's, it's only going to be those times. Yeah, I'm... I think Pacheco is just going to get nearly every single carry in this game. I mean, again, if they get down, sure, he'll end up on the sideline, and it'll be it'll either be McKinnon or Claude Edwards-Alaire in there catching passes or something. But I'm that's not the game state that I have. That's not the game state that I that that I projected. And so I like the Pacheco overs. I like Pacheco leading rusher in the in the game. Weirdly enough, Pacheco has been the leading rusher in their playoff every single playoff game that they played. And McCaffrey has not been in either one of their playoff games, which is Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, in in those playoff games. And so for me, that's kind of how I have it all breaking down. If you wonder what this is sitting next to Kelly Bidlin, there are novelty props that you can play as well. They are full menu over on DraftKings and we're going to put Kelly to the to the test here because one of them is Gatorade color and I'm just going to give you a blind taste test. You're going to let us know which one should win just based off of flavor alone. How about it? You got it. Come on back here. It is a numbers game on Tuesday. 
This is VEASAN Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas. A numbers game on VEASAN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air, chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, that is slash V-S-I-N, you get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four rich juicy boneless pork chops for your order. A minimum purchase may apply on that, but omahasteaks.com slash VSIN. Air chilling the chicken is the only way to chill the chicken, Kelly. Did you say steak? You just air chilling the chicken is the only way to chill the chicken. That's right. That's 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 how I live. That's a motto for me. That's how I go about things. Air chill the chicken. So as we said, I'm going to continue. There, there's a we'll talk receiving props a little bit later. There's also a novelty prop market that's pretty interesting. These are all available at DraftKings that we'll talk about. You'll see my man right here to 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 his right. Oh yeah, am I supposed to start so this? So there's some. We'll, we'll we'll talk to yeah. We'll do it. I'm going to let everyone know what's going on, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go from there. So we see there's there's four different cups there. They're they're hidden. This is a blind <laughs> right. taste. This is so well this is a, Yeah, this is a blind taste test. Uh, for Kelly Bidlin, and he's going to just take a shot real quick. And I just poured, you know, an ounce in there. So he'll take a shot. He's going to shove the the napkin into the top of the cup immediately, so he doesn't know what color it is. He's going to arrange them in his order of preference, one to four. And we'll talk about uh, how that all plays out here. And the reason we bring this up is because you can bet over at DraftKings on yeah. the uh, on the uh, color of Gatorade that will be poured on the winning head of uh, the winning coach's head. So that's uh, and it's the first color I might add that is going to be for. So go ahead, you do 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 your thing, and I'll continue to talk through. I, I've got a helper coming from the back, so I won't see him at all, at all. How about that? How are you going to? How would? How, oh, you're going to get. You're going to get. Well, well I, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to have either Sean or Chris going to slide the cup over to me, so then I don't even then I don't even see it. Because I got You've got this delicate setup over here. where I got to remove napkins and everything. I'm gonna spill something all over the place. No, no. You, you. I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, you should just grab it by the lip with the napkin on it, and then bring it over, and then pull the napkin off, drink it, and then put the napkin into the top of the cup. I mean, this is this is, this is easy. It's okay. It's okay. It's Chris, easy. Chris, I need you to hand hand me one of the cups, but I just need. I can't see what's inside. All right, go you go yeah, ahead. You talk yeah, to the, the things, Yeah, don't look, and then I want you to shove. But the napkin's got to be shoved back into the top. Of the cup, so that you, yeah, so yeah, so that, yeah. Do you look? The first thing you did was look. The first, the first, the first, the first thing you did was look. All right, so you took that shot. There, you're gonna shove the napkin into the top of the cup, so you don't know what color that one is. Just remember that one, and you'll start to go. Okay. So anyway, well, as this is, it is the color of first bucket of Gatorade poured on winning head coach. Purple is your favorite at plus two twenty five. Yellow green is three to one. Orange is three to one. Blue is plus three fifty. Red plus three fifty. Clear. So I mean, water is at ten to one, and then no Gatorade bath is at sixteen to one. And by the way, that has happened. Yeah, that old man up in New England didn't let him pour anything on his head. So there I know, was. I know exactly which one. So Sorry, so a nun has hit before on the uh, on the 16 to 1. So this is uh this is a market you can bet over at DraftKings, so be sure if you want to get down on that. They also have the coin toss that is not juiced by the way, so they allow you to go in and just have a fun bet that's free cuz we used to say all the time they would put 105 on each side and we'd say like, 
just bet someone at the party, Super Bowl party you're at, as to what is, as to, as is the coin toss outcome. Because you no need to pay juice on that. Well, it's 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 no juice at all over DraftKings. So you can bet on heads or tails over there. The other one you can bet on is the jersey number of the first touchdown score. And what they have done is they've lined this at 22 and a half. So what that comes down to is if you want to play the underside of this, and there's a strategic reason they put it at 22 and a half. The underside of this, you're getting both quarterbacks. You're getting Mahomes and Purdy. You're getting Pacheco. You are getting Rice. You're getting MVS. You're getting Ayuk. You're getting Jennings, and you're getting Debo on the underside of the 22-and-a-half if you want to play that as first touchdown score. On the overside, it's a 22-and-a-half because Christian McCaffrey wears 23. So Christian McCaffrey is on the overside. You get both tight ends, so you get Kelsey and Kittle. And then from there, it's kind of the – it would be just some sort of weird touchdown. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Eli Mitchell, if, if McCaffrey would run it eight straight times, so Eli Mitchell would be on the overside. Um, Gray, Edward Zolaire, Watson, Bell, all those guys would be on the overside. But mainly, you're getting the RB1 for the Chiefs and both of their – 1A, 1B wide receivers in Ayuk and Debo, and you're getting the wide receiver one for the Chiefs as well in Rice versus Christian McCaffrey and both starting tight ends on the overside of the 22 and a half. So that is available out there. And again, that's just uh, 110 on both sides as well. So do we have we have the results are in. Kelly has taken the shots of, of, of the four different flavors of Gatorade, and you have ranked them one to four. Which one's one? Which one? Which one's? Which one's one? That one's that number one, one. That one's one. Look on the bottom. Look, 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 look. I don't need to look. look, look. Yeah, I don't need to look. You want, but you, if you want to doubt me, we can do this again off the air after the show. That one's blue. That one's yellow. That one's orange. That one's red. All right, and the little take. Is there is there a B on there? That's B for blue. All right, yellow or green, whatever you wrote. Here. I have no idea what you wrote for that. That's a Y. That's, that's a, a Y. y. Yeah, okay. that's a Y. So there we go. You're right. Yellow there. That's orange. Yeah, that's an orange. An O for orange. And then red. And an R for red. You, you got them exactly correct. Oh, it's and easy. You, and you have power ranked them blue, yellow, oh, orange, I, You know what? Red. I didn't fully power rank. I'm going to go red above orange. Orange is by far the most disgusting. Uh, that tastes like, uh, I don't know, you just woke up in the hospital and you got to recover and get some electrolytes in. You get orange. That's the worst. Uh, red is way too... It's way too much flavor, too way too much fruit punch flavor in there. It feels like you're just drinking fruit punch and not a refreshing Gatorade. So that's why you can't go red. Yellow green's old school. I have no problem with anybody that, that, that likes the yellow green. We've just made technological advancements since yes. then. And the wide variety of, of delicious blues that you have uh, available to you, Makes it the winner every single time, Matt. I don't even care which blue you gave me. I think this was cool blue. You could go with Glacier Freeze. So that's There's, what I was going to say. There so are blue, multiple blues. blue is sitting plus three. Blue, blue is behind both orange, yellow, green, and per, all three of those. So blue is at plus three fifty. And like you mentioned, you do get two different popular flavors with blue that could possibly be in yes. the, the tub because you do get the cool blue and you get the glacier freeze, as you just mentioned. Those the, are the two best. The reason purple is your favorite is because you get grape and Riptide Rush. And Riptide Rush apparently is like the now the number three selling flavor oh. of Gatorade overall, like in general. Or okay, something that or doesn't surprise me. It is very good. Yeah. And I, I, I was a little surprised we finally saw it on in a Super Bowl last year. Yeah. But... 
you can't be surprised by purple. Anymore. So that is why purple's your favorite. Yellow green is still just lemon lime. So there's no yeah. other like. I mean, technically lime cucumber is also green. Oh, but, that's gross. But, that but one's like, so yeah, gross. No, they're yeah. not going to put that in a thing on the sideline yeah. anyway. Orange obviously is just orange. There's no other. There's a bunch of different versions of orange. Orange this, orange that, orange. But it's orange. Orange is orange is orange. Red is the fruit punch. There is a strawberry kiwi that is red, but like that's not that's oh, again, again, that again they're not also, they're not going to put that on the sideline either. <laughs> so that's kind of where we sit with all this. According to Kelly Bidlin, you should be betting blue. I already bet it. Uh, plus three fifty out there in this market. Look at look at all the different varieties. You got Glacier Freeze. You got Cool Blue. You got Frost Arctic Blast. You got fr- Frost Icy Charge. You got the Berry, the Blue Cherry. You can't go wrong here. Uh, plus those plus three fifty. I mean, listen, that's a three and a half to one return. And what what does it hit three last five years? That's a three and a half to one return. So I'm I'm with you on that. I like the I like the blue call. I do like the blue call. I understand why purple is the favorite. But I think blue appeals to more people. I, wait, this is also one. Do you have you okay? Have you ever bet heavily on anything in this market, like based off of any inside info you've ever gotten over the years? No, because everyone's always been wrong. I, that's, I was just yeah. gonna say. I love when people will say, "Wait for the inside info," yeah. and I'm like, I've never once gotten no. inside info on this that ended up being correct. Yeah, no, no, everyone's so always. So I just been I go literally with my gut on. There this you one. go, everyone. Yes, and you did right here. And there it is. There it is. And he was right. He was. He got all the flavors correctly, and then power ranked them for you out there. The other market that's available over in the novelty section is the team to use the first coaches challenge in mm. this. Um, Andy Reid, for what it's worth, has never has never challenged to play in a Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean anything because they're 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 very likely could have just been a play that never and there never was a play that arose that, that needed to be challenged. Right. So, like, I've heard people say, like, well, Andy Reid's never challenged a play in a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, you still have to have a play that's challengeable. Right. In order to in order to challenge a play. That being said, challenges have happened in eight of the last 11 Super Bowls. So it is very likely that a challenge happens in this one. And then you were just trying to pick. Do you think it's going to be the Chiefs? Do you think it's going to be the Niners? I don't really have a, a strong opinion. It actually is juiced a little bit towards the Chiefs at minus 115. Um, maybe there is, you know, maybe they're thinking Andy Reid's getting a little more willy-nilly in his old age with some of the, the challenges out there. But yeah, uh, I can't, I can't 115 Im- Chiefs, 105 on the uh, 49. I can't imagine me personally betting that. But if it did happen to swing five more cents somehow, like I feel like I'd be forced to just because you're talking minus 120 even money, that sort of chop. Give me the even money every time. Yeah, because, I mean, at the the end of the day, it is equally likely that a challengeable play happens to the 49ers as happens to the Chiefs. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we're going to be looking at a situation. I mean, it's the last game of the year. If you think a play could get reversed, you're probably going to throw the challenge. Right. I can't imagine that you're going to be, like, worried about what's going on there. We said we were going to do the receiving props in this game. Some very interesting angles there as well. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is VEASAN Super Week. A numbers game on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Beeson Super Bowl betting guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. This guide has got all the in-depth team breakdowns. Steve Mackinnon done simulated the game. He's got player projections for you, too, up in that puppy. we got our favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from Beeson hosts and guests. Legendary Brent Musburger. He's got his tips to betting the game as well. You can find all that if you become a Beeson Pro subscriber. Beeson.com slash pro Spoiler alert, I'm on the Chiefs. I don't know if you figured that out over the last 
hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't need the guy to figure out where I where I bet like the the game. Uh, I'm on I'm on the Chiefs plus two. Believe we also mentioned so our favorite there. prop bet, but hey, yeah. for more of an in depth breakdown, just go in there and do yeah. And more importantly, get everybody else's. It's do, right there. Yeah. You know we were we were talking, and you know we'll pull back the curtain here just a little bit, and I do like that. Uh, Matt F over here uh, on the Twitter machine said he he's going to need more analysis and you actually need the Gatorade poured on your head in order to figure out like what's the what's the best oh, one is going to be. Oh, yeah, no, 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 not going to do no. that. Not, not going to do that. Dude. I don't even know what that would what, what I would charge not, for something. Like not, that. not 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 going to do that. But uh, what I will say here is um, let's take a look at the let's take a look at let's take a look at the stuff that the rain done. We talk about the hair, you know, you know, me. It's a thing. We're compl- like, we were complaining about the rain during the break. And the hair, it's, it's just tough for me to, to manage all, all the hair stuff when, when it rains. And that said, you were talking about, yeah, you know what, though? I'm, I'm so much less productive when, whenever it rains. And, and I go, hold on, I'm going to tell you this on air because this is way better. Yeah. So you, it rains literally 14, 15 times a year in Vegas. You would think it was acid rain coming down that would melt your skin whenever it hits you because of the things that we don't want to do. So I get up. I'm up way early this morning. I knew I needed to be here, you know, nice and early. I'm rocking and rolling. Pop the garage, and I remember, oh, man, it's trash day. And I just got in my car and left. And I did not. I didn't, I didn't take the trash out to the road. Like I, I, I look around. Everyone else has their trash cans out. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, but I gotta walk from my garage to the road in the rain. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. So I just uh, got in my great. car and left. Yeah, uh, just, just, I didn't take the trash out. Yeah, it's I, just, it just is what it is. I mean, as most people uh, know who've listened to this show, I, I lived in South Florida for a long time. Rains a whole lot more than 14 days out of the year down there, and I never remember it ever affecting my daily schedule mentally, Matt. But it is. I've lived out here for six years now. On my list of things to do, I have not accomplished. I did. Go, I did go to the barber shop yesterday. Okay, but it's all right. It's Super Bowl week. Yeah. You know, we yeah, got to get it tightened up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, things I have put off because of the rain: dry cleaners, grocery store. Like, like, yeah. like it's so sad. But anything you come up with, I'm like, well, it's raining out. I yeah, can't exactly. go do that. What a now pain gonna, it's And, and now you'll have. And like, we're going to dinner on Thursday night, so it's like there's no reason for you to go to the grocery store. Now you're going to start making excuses. Oh, exactly. yeah. We're getting to closer to the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I have no need for me to go anyway, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that as it is. But yeah, for, for real, I sat there and I looked at the I looked at the garbage can and I looked outside and I saw the rain and I just opened my door and got in the car and left. That's awesome. And just left it. <laughs> All right, so the receiving props in this game are, 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 are fairly interesting because we have a ton of opinions on the rushing side of things and not a ton on the receiving side of things. A lot of people, I think, are a little iffy as to how this game is actually going to play out from a receiving standpoint. Ayuk played in 18 games over the course of the season. He averaged 80 yards a game, but his median was down at 63. This also goes into that whole deal that we talk about why you have to be looking at median as opposed to average. And the reason that you have an average that is so much higher than the median is because Brandon Ayuk had games of 156, 148, 129, 126, 114 to go along, though. With the majority of the games falling in the 43, 46, 50, 55, 57, 58, 68, yeah. 70. So I would also assume he is the best example. When you're talking about this with average and medium mean, you're like, this is the best example of a player that you could use to for, for that example, right? And, and, in this game. And, and, to, and to play alts with. Yeah. Like, he, like, if there's a guy that you want to play alts with, it would be Brandon Ayuk. Because something, one of two things is going to happen in this game. 
He is he like Snead is likely very likely to follow him around. Snead has been one of the very best lockdown corners in all the NFL. The second lowest completion percentage to outside receivers in the NFL this year, where it was the Chiefs secondary. But Brandon Ayuk is special, and Brandon Ayuk can get open, and Brandon Ayuk is very, very good against man coverage. If you if you look over the course of the season, and this is one of those this is one of those deals where it's kind of like okay, it's strength on strength, and and, and how's it all going to to break down? But Brandon Ayuk had a sixty five percent success rate against man coverage over the course of the year, and so he is very, very good against man coverage. Kelly, for me, if I look at this. If I'm playing a, let's say I'm a, a 49er backer and I'm playing a same game parlay or something like that, like I'm putting in Ayuk for like 110 plus or whatever. Like I, I'm going to get right. like a big, I'm going to get a big payout on, on that. Or if I'm totally against, if I think Ayuk, there's just no way he's, I, I'm playing, I'm playing well under, I'm not playing the 60, I'll play an alt under, I'll play under 45, I'll play under something like that because it's either going to work or it's not, right? And, and so I don't see a range of outcomes here for Ayuk that kind of gets him right on his number because it's either they're going to lock him down or he's just going to be able to beat this man coverage. And if he beats this man coverage, we could be looking at one of those 140-yard games, 145-yard games. And Ayuk certainly has the skill set to do that. Now, I'm assuming because you're on the Chiefs like me that you're not looking to bet his over. Would Are you considering an alt-under on him? Uh, I am... Getting there. So there okay. are a few unders that, you know, again, we kind of the overs early unders late thing. So I am waiting to see what what these numbers get to before I start hitting some of these unders. But he is on the list of guys that I'm looking at as far as an under goes uh, on the Debo Samuel side of things. He played in 15 games, average of 67 yards, median of 55. He had a low of 21, but that was in week 18. So you can kind of throw that uh, out. But that being said, 24 yard game against Green Bay, in which he had to leave early too. So there are some low totals in there, but he also had a high of 149 yards. That 149 yard game came on seven receptions, nine targets versus Seattle. If you kind of look another guy that if you're looking to, if you're looking to play some sort of market on him, like, his his long catch is, is sitting at 21 and a half right now. He went over this in nine of the 15 games he played. And then two of the games, he had a 19-yarder and a 20-yarder. So he's right there on that as well. I can see Debo breaking one in this one. I mean, like he's just, you know, I expect to use the middle of the field a ton. He's going to be running those routes over the middle of the field. I think I like Kittle better than him. But I think if you're looking to play Debo... Yeah. I would almost be looking maybe just like the again the long catch as opposed to just his his total yardage because I think he has one or two pretty splash plays but I I, I think there's a world that exists where he doesn't go crazy. Yeah, I think there I think he'll have a successful game and in but I think it's going to be a lot of that over the middle. I'm interested to see how it works itself out. I'm hoping that he gets involved enough in other plays in the game plan that that does open it up for Kittle a little bit more. I bet an over on Kittle's receiving yards. I think you you had a Kittle bet as well, right? Longest reception, I believe. Yes. Uh, with Kittle. So I, I think there is there is going to be some availability kind of in the middle of the field there. And I, I, I'm that could absolutely be Debo. Like, would you be shocked if we lost no. our Kittle bets and Debo has a big day over there? I wouldn't. I'm going with Kittle instead of Debo because I think they did. They move Debo around more yeah. uh, on that uh, from that standpoint. But I think if you, you want making a case for overs on either of those guys, I think you get you can make uh, for this game. Yeah, I, I look. 
people are starting to come around on the Kittle thing as well. This was 44 and a half. It's all the way up to 47 and a half at this point on the Kittle receiving yards. I took the over 20 and a half longest Kittle reception, which is really you go in and you look at Kittle and you wouldn't have even you wouldn't really even think about it. Kittle played in 17 games this year, hit the over on 20 and a half 12 different times. He had longs. He gets away and you just don't even realize it because you have these other two incredibly explosive receivers in Ayuk and Debo. And then you also have McCaffrey who gets all the headlines. Longs of 29, 38, 28, 34, 66, 24, 32, 44, 35, 58, 32, and 28 for Kittle over the course of the season. Like, he gets behind. He runs routes further down the field. He gets behind defenses sometimes. And we just don't process it because yeah. this offense is just so good. And, like, the the occasional Kittle catch for whatever, 34 yards just doesn't shock us, I guess. But he did it 12 times in 17 games. Yeah, I don't know if you have the numbers in front of what he's done the past few games, but it has, like, the past few games have felt like that, where it's like, okay, there's the Niners offense, like, doing their thing, doing their thing. Oh, I haven't really seen much George Kittle. Oh, there he is over the middle for 25 yards. Like, it it, it has felt like that has been a regular thing these past three, four weeks for the Niners. And if we, we, we know that the Chiefs have to play a ton of man coverage because they blitz as much as they do, and when you blitz that much, you got to play just man. And George Kittle, a 69.8% success rate against man coverage over the course of the season, nearly a 70% success rate against man coverage. They're going to see a bunch of man, at least early on. I mean, listen, if they start dicing it up, maybe Spags changes the, the, the philosophy. But at the very least, he's going to go with what got him there. And that is blitzing a ton. That is playing a bunch of man coverage and hoping that those guys are getting pressure on the quarterback. The number one pressure rate team in the NFL was the Kansas City Chiefs over the course of the season. If you're looking for like Jawan Jennings or something like that, I mean, Kelly, he only had three targets he only had three targets in four games. It, I don't know. I mean, is there a world that exists where Juwan Jennings has? I just don't want to guess whether right, it's yeah. the Juwan Jennings game or not. Yep. You know, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple guys on both both teams, right? That you that I think fit into that category that I want nothing to do with. Yeah. On the other side here, we'll take a look at the Chiefs side of things. What does Kelsey look like? What does Rice look like? Do we have any interest whatsoever in an MVS? It is a numbers game here on a Tuesday. This is Veasan Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest betters in Vegas. A numbers game on Veasan, the sports betting network. Hey, you've got a mobile phone, so go to your favorite app store and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. When you do. You are going to use promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, and when you deposit, you're going to bet $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's all you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, bet $5, and then 200 is going to show up instantly in bonus bets in your account. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, closing things out here. In for Gil. Get, get, get well, buddy. And uh, we're talking some of these receiving props i want to go to the real quickly to the touchdown stuff and then we'll get to the receiving stuff i don't really have a ton of look if you like the 49ers you're probably going to include mccaffrey in some sort of parlay or whatever i mean like if if they if they win he's very very highly likely to score a touchdown he scored (laughs) a touchdown in 15 of 18 games that he Uh, played in he had a rushing touchdown in 13 of 18 games he had a receiving touchdown in six games 
the guy just gets in the end zone. The thing is, is at the very least, you're getting it in good because if they get inside the 10-yard line, he's at least going to get an opportunity to get in. They never, ever, ever go without giving him a chance to get in the end zone. Now, Kelly, we can't say for sure that he will convert on that chance, but we do know for sure they are at least going to give him an opportunity to get in the end zone. So I, I, I'm not laying whatever it is. It's gotten to an absurd number at this point for him. Oh, any time. Yeah, it's like minus, 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 minus two. Yeah. But, but if you wanted to play that in your, hey, the, the 49ers win the game parlay or something, then I think that that is perfectly fine because, again, it is – highly likely if they win this game that McCaffrey finds the end zone. Minus 210 anytime. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, the, 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 by my quick count, he's had two or more in seven games this season. So, uh, yeah, I know people are, people have looked at those uh, often. Even though it's only plus 245. That's insane. Yeah, it's like two touchdowns plus 245. I wow. I know. It's just it's so wild. Pacheco uh, had touchdowns in 11 of 17 games that he played in nine rushing touchdowns in 17 games. He had two games with a receiving touchdown. And remember, he was not really used very heavily in those first couple of games for them. So I really came on for him from a touchdown scoring standpoint. So swinging back. Up to the receiving stuff here on the Chiefs side of things. Travis Kelsey played in 18 games, averaged 66.4 yards. Actually had a median higher than that of 67 yards. He did have a low of 14 in this uh, over the course of this season. He had a three-catch game on four targets versus the Dolphins. He also had a 179-yard game. It was that crazy game against the Chargers where he caught 12 of the 13 targets that Patrick Mahomes threw his way. For 179 yards, if you look, his kind of range here really did skew a, a little bit higher towards the end of the season, Kelly. It was almost as if he he found some life. He's looked like a, a much healthier version of himself down the line here. Two weeks to prepare for this. If you believe what he said yesterday, this is the most important Super Bowl he's ever played in. He wants this one more than any other Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's no dummy. He knows what he's got two good years left, probably where he's still playing at a, at a fairly elite level. And then you get that kind of sad decline age that, that everybody gets to. So Travis Kelsey, I've heard differing opinions on this. Love to hear what you have to say, but I've heard you can't stop Kelsey. I understand that that's probably going to be a focus for this defense, but Listen, it's Patrick Holmes, it's Travis Kelsey. They have this weird sense with each other. They're yeah. able to get things done. And then I've heard some other people say like, no, no, they're going to shut him down because that's going to be the sole focus of this and say, hey, if you can beat us with Rasheed Rice and if you can beat us with MVS, then by all means, go right ahead. But Travis Kelsey's not going to be the one to do it. I would expect he's going to get a lot of attention. But the, the problem is, I think he's going to get a lot of attention. Is it the same amount that we, when we talked about what Christian McCaffrey is going to receive on the other side? I don't think it's to that level. I know we're talking about different positions, but still, I don't think it's to that level. I think he's going to get a lot of attention, but kind of like you just brought up, I don't, we've seen, we've seen him get double teamed before in the past and still Mahomes is able to, you know, able to uh, uh, get the ball to him. So, and they have so many option routes between them and and like, it's uh, somehow, Somehow Mahomes knows which direction he's going. Like, I mean, I've seen these replays and these breakdowns where they get where they they say like he has the option to go three different ways. Yeah, it's wild. And he goes this, and Mahomes it, the ball's waiting on. It. It's I don't know if they have some sort of little secret thing that they do. Or I, I I don't know, but it's it's crazy stuff. I almost tend to lean towards the camp of is he going to get extra attention? Yes. Right. Is it going to matter? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, too. I, I won't be betting it either way, though. Yeah. The, the, I mean, much like the passing, 
I don't have much in the receiving. We talked we talked about the Kittle one on the Niners side, but from the Chiefs side, I, I tell you the only the only one that really kind of jumps out to me. Well, there's two there's two now because I do, I think Drew made a good point on Pacheco too. I, I I don't know if I'm is in love with. I would be looking under on Pacheco if anything. I don't know how, how if he'll be super involved uh, in the passing game. I think the one the one that sticks out to me a little bit is Rasheed Rice. Like I, it, it just. The numbers feel like we have quickly crowned him as like, okay, cool. They found a number one wide receiver. Here he is. I mean, his yardage mark is higher than Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuels. Like, this is clearly the guy, uh, you know, for the wide in the wide receiver position for the Chiefs. And I know he's, I know he's been improving. He had some great games. 60, 66 and a half, and maybe more importantly, Matt, the six and a half catches. Uh, jump out to me where, man, I, the under would be, it, it's a pretty strong lean to the under to me on the catches for him. For Kelsey, then you should wait. No, for because, Rice, for Rice. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, for, if, you're, if, you, if you want unders on Kelsey receptions, you should just wait because that thing's already juiced to, like, 150 or something. Yeah, I'm not messing like, around with Kelsey. It's, it's going to way. seven and a half for sure. Like, that is, that is happening. Yeah, Rasheed Rice, listen, he... He's had a weird arc over the right. course of the season, right? I mean, he he's averaged sixty one and a half yards, medians of fifty seven. So that's he's about who he is, right? He's a he's going to get you about high fifties every game on average. You know, it's just kind of the way that it is. And so, I don't know, man. I, I can see routes. I, I'm avoiding him at all costs. I, I can see routes in which he's manufactured touches and then can he do something with those and mm. like some i'm a little worried about that and i see i can see other ways where it's like oh it's a rookie receiver and you just can't figure it out well, well and he Bowl. is a guy to your point of manufacturing touches to him to try to draw some of that attention away from yeah. kelsey because they throw a ton right? of screens yeah. to him like, I, like we, I, it's, if you go in and you look at rasheed rice's kind of route tree and you see where he gets a lot of his passes they're, they're high percentage passes. That's the other thing that's a little bit scary about playing the receptions with him because so much is so close to the line of scrimmage that you don't really have to do a ton to get those completions. The MVS thing is just, you know, look, it, it, do you believe he's going to catch one one bomb or not? You know, I mean, that's basically what it comes out. He had one or two catches in 15 of 19 games. One or two in 15 of 19, he that had zero, he had zero in three. So he had, so he had zero, one or two in 18 of the 19 games that he played this season. Like, you know, his range of outcomes, it is going to be a goose egg one or two in the story. That is all that's going to happen with MVS. I also think for me, if it, for me personally, if I was betting that, Matt, it'd be pretty simple where if I was looking under, I'd be going under on the receptions. And if I was looking over, it'd be over an alt over on the receiving yards. So the thing about MVS that's interesting, his there's a prop out there for, for length of first reception. Mm. He's very likely to only have one reception right, in yeah. the game. And it's sitting at 12 and a half yards, right? So for me, that's what I would bet. Yes, that's the bet, because if, if, if the vast majority of the time he's only having one or two catches as it is anyway, then why am I even worried about the 18 and a half or 19 and a half? Or anything? like, no, just get me the over 12 and a half on the one catch that he's likely to get over the course of the game. And I'll feel pretty good with his longs, even though, listen, so he only literally one or two catches in 15 of the 19 games, but he had longs of 34, 37, 46, 21, 17, 32, 32. Like, it's like, this is all he does. He runs one route and he either gets behind the defense and catches it or he doesn't. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. So for me, I like the first catch of MVS over. And that's, that's the way that I'm kind of looking at all that. I did play a kicking prop. Ooh. 
And it was Butker. Well, it's Chiefs. It doesn't have to be Butker, but it's going to be Butker. But uh, it, it is Chiefs to have the longest made field goal. Okay. I think um, that makes sense. So Butker is second all time in field goal percentage, only behind Tucker. He is, he made 33 of 35 field goals this year. That's 94%. Kelly used 12 for 12 on field goals of 40 yards or longer, five for five on 50 yards or longer, and they gave him a 60-yarder this year as well. Andy Reid has has a ton of confidence in his kicker. He has proven it over the course of the season in which he only missed two field goals and was perfect on everything longer than 40 yards. I will take Butker to have the longest made field goal in the Super Bowl. I like it. I like it. I did, we, we had Rufus in yesterday. We're talking to him about some of the field goal props. I think I might join him on the on the over three and a half total made. I can see both these offenses just get, getting bogged down a little bit instead of one for field goals. We know not overly aggressive coaches either that are going to go for it on for, for all the fourth. Last days. kicking one is 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 under longest re- return yardage of twenty seven and a half. Uh, Bucker has a very, very high just touchback percentage as it is anyway. And so I don't know if we're even going to see. We're perfect king conditions. We're indoors, all that. Are we taking chances on only getting to the 15? No, we're kneeling the ball. Kelly's been fun, buddy. Always. Gil, get better. Yeah. All your Super Bowl bets. Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Head on to VEASAN.com. Make sure that you are getting all of our insights somewhere along the way. Good luck on all your big game bets. Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas.